0: Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name
1: is Joel.
2: My name is Sarah.
1: My name is Aaron.
0: The movie this week is Edge of Tomorrow from 2014, directed by Doug Lyman, written by Christopher McQuarrie, Jez Butterworth, John Henry Butterworth, and originally based on Hiroshi Sakurazaka's novel, All You Need Is Kill. Starring Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt, Bill Paxton, Brendan Gleeson, and uh, what was that? what's the name of uh, Charlie Bucket's father in that new movie? Uh, uh, Noah Taylor. And then a bunch of other
1: guys that you're like,
0: I've seen that guy, haven't I?
1: I've seen him in some stuff. Yeah, this is um, this is an action movie, right? What? Lots of lots of explosions, maybe. I did. Of... Yeah, I noticed yeah. a few.
2: It was. It, there were explosions for sure. <laughs> lots of action.
1: Yeah, yeah. Definitely felt uh. Felt this was definitely a super jam-packed adventure movie with uh, uh, anime swords and aliens. Fun times, yeah. Mm,
0: One Mm. anime sword. I don't know if it delivered the sword, the swordness I needed. Mm. Mm. I see Tom Cruise swinging around. At least see her at least swinging around that sword. I think we maybe a couple of like shots or something like that. But, anyways, you know why we're watching this movie, guys? Why are we watching this movie, Joel? Quest. What? A quest?
2: I heard it was a request.
0: Why don't you read this email? That was the request email.
2: Okay. We got an email from Alistair Pitts who uh, has the Russell Files Unite podcast. And the email says Live, Die, Repeat After Me question <laughs> mark. Greetings, super reluctance based travelers. Oh yeah. That guy here, very much enjoying Summer of Love Beach Party Podcast Round 2, and always great to hear Mr. Seams making a guest appearance. I think he needs to be made a honorary Ace of Ventura. <laughs>
0: that's okay, that's enough. That's, that, nope, that's enough of that email. Okay, yeah, you make a pun like that, and uh, you, you're just lucky that we even remember who you are. No, I'm just kidding. It's-
2: it's funny that we never think about that it's Ventura yeah. in that.
1: I kinda wanna go get a plaque made. We should just send it to Spencer. You know this is Ace of Ventura. Ace of
2: Ventura.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's insinuating that we are aces of Ventura also. Uh I mean I, I hate to break it to you guys, but I think that's our new podcast name.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. I can
0: hear the theme song and it's got a it's got one of those like uh, I don't know, one of those like news news show things where it's like, Eye on Springfield. No, wait, that's that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm the <laughs> from Eye on Springfield. <laughs> Anyways, continue. I'm sorry.
2: It's okay. It says, so as you've probably figured out from the subject line, I have a suggestion for something to watch when things return to sci-fi fantasy business as usual. Of course, you've already covered the modern classic that is Groundhog Day. But what about the movie that says we know you love Groundhog Day but wouldn't it have been better with time traveling, murdering aliens, and mech battle suits? Watched it yesterday, found it surprisingly fun, and thought the occasional allusions allusions to World War I were a nice touch. Best wishes out.
0: So I got to I got to wonder what I'm not, you know, history savvy enough to to know what allusions to World War 1 we're
1: talking about here. Yeah, I got to say uh I need to hit my my history books a little bit harder, I think. Definitely not going to pass the class at this point. I mean, who's the who's the history buff amongst us?
2: You know, I don't know if any of us are very good at history. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't mean to diss us as a group. No,
1: that's fine. That's but fine. my
2: sister has a degree in history. That's mm-hmm. what she studied in school. And she knows a lot more about historical stuff than I do.
1: Can, can we Skype her right now? No, yeah, get her on the phone. <laughs> we <laughs> we need,
2: need to get our to correspondent. We need friend. <laughs> 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 okay. So, so, so. So we may not have very many insights about how this relates to... World War One.
1: Well, let's look at the facts, though. What's what's been invaded so far in the movie? It's
2: Europe, yeah, Europe, Europe right?
1: But yeah. primarily, France seems to be one oh, of the one of the it, focal it, points, that's right? Like
0: the the holding off, sta- like the yeah, the, the standing ground, like
1: that. Uh-huh. I understand that because that's like you know trench warfare, trying to keep. Yeah, everybody. I got that trench warfare kind of feel going. Out maybe that, maybe, maybe that's what he, maybe that's what he's trying to compare it to as well, mm. the trench warfare of World War One. Sure, it's pretty brutal. I'm sure a lot of people, like, would, like, hide underneath the dirt and wait for people to show up and then burst out of the ground and, like, you know, attack people. I bet that was a pretty standard, you know?
0: That's what those mimics were doing.
1: And, I don't know, I'm just trying to uh, take the information I had in my head mm-hmm. and yeah. relate it to it. But it's all, of course, coming up question marks because, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. and uh, we all know World War I was started when the aliens attacked uh, Wilhelm, uh, uh, what was the name of that? No, no, uh, Archduke Ferdinand. Oh, yeah. I think it was, yeah, yeah. This is what they teach us in American schools. We don't, we don't know things about stuff or history. I listen to a history podcast every week and I can't tell you
2: things. (laughs) I was trying to remember the radio show that scared everyone, the War of the Worlds. Oh, yeah. I was thinking that this story sounds like it could have been a story told from War of the Worlds perspective. Oh, yeah. Like as a as a fantasy story, but not a real one. Yeah. And you, totally.
0: know, you know what other movie Tom Cruise was in?
2: War of the Worlds.
0: Yes. I was talking about uh Oh man, I'm not I can't make a joke. I was Mission tiny.
2: Impossible? No. Mm-hmm.
0: I was, <laughs>
1: was he an alienation? What?
0: He was he an alien? <laughs> no.
1: no. Was anyone in alienation? Uh you were Joel. Wow. I wondered
0: why I had all the spots all over my bald head. <laughs> it's making, making a lot of sense
2: so anyway what did you guys think of the movie well
1: I'd already seen it it's my first time watching it for the podcast and yeah it was pretty fun you know I think it delivered on a lot of things and definitely that Groundhog's Day feel and a bunch of explosions uh, normally I'm I'm not the big biggest viewer of Tom Tom uh, Cruise movies, but Tom Jones. Yeah, Tom Jones. Yep. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good.
2: I really liked it. Um, me and Joel had watched this together previously, so we actually had seen it before, and I didn't remember everything about it, mm-hmm. but I remembered thinking I would want to watch it again. Yeah. So that right there is usually a good indicator. And it was good. It's, it's, it's as good as I remember being the first time I saw it. Yeah, um, and it's kind of different for an action movie. It has a couple of different things going for it that you don't see very often.
0: Yeah, they do. They do a really good job of melding like science, uh, sci-fi, but like making everything very terrestrial-based, and then adding uh, elements of comedy through. I mean, like dark comedy, you know, the morbidness of the fact that every time he dies, he gets you know, reborn and stuff like that. You can include all kinds of like, I mean, there's that whole series of jokes in Groundhog Day where he just repeatedly kills himself trying to trying to figure out how he can be not reborn. That happens to Tom Cruise accidentally, but <laughs> in some funny ways. I like that part where he, like, tries to roll under the truck the first time he gets run over. Oh, yeah, the... (laughs) the And Bill Paxton. What the hell were you
2: thinking? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do, too. Are we gonna do spoilers for this, since it's not that old of a movie? I think we're probably just gonna get into it, right?
0: You know, I don't... I don't even know if we need to talk about the ending, but... Like, uh, I mean, how do you feel about that?
2: Um...
1: I feel that we could probably keep it pretty spoiler-free. I, I feel that that the trailer kind of gives you the the feel of
2: the setup,
1: the setup and everything. Yeah, and for for a science fiction movie, it's pretty straightforward in that sense. That you know, that not too many crazy twists. I think. I guess yeah. that's a spoiler, though, right?
0: Yes, <laughs> I mean it has some things. Like <laughs> it deals with things on a like a weird philosophical. Level like of challenging your ideas of of causation, right? Yeah. What if I did this? This would happen, and it talks about like I tried so many times to get this situation to work out how I wanted to, and it was impossible. And that's like an interesting thing to to uh, think about. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we need to actually spoil how the movie ends. It's, It's there's so much.
2: But we may talk about things specifically that happen in the movie that, if you haven't seen it, may be a surprise to you to hear. That's
0: true. That's true. So
2: just to forewarn you, we may, because it's a cool movie, and we're probably going to talk about some of the things that happen. Not absolutely necessarily tell you everything that happens at the end of the movie or anything. But um, yeah.
0: Spoiler alert: Emily Blunt is married to John Krasinski. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: Spoiler alert the girl that's in his battalion is married to Tom Hardy in real life, and they were in a version of Weathering Heights together. Oh yeah, I oh, forgot dang. about
0: that already. And she's Venom, isn't she? Aren't we all Venom? <laughs> is she, that's gonna be at the end of the movie. Is she going to be
2: in Venom as well?
0: We're all Venom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think she is. <laughs> she,
0: she's playing like a... What, what, is she, what is her accent that she's putting on in this movie? She's like,
2: I don't. You're talking about the
1: symbiote line.
0: No, I'm talking. I'm talking about In Edge of Tomorrow. The, oh, the British lady that was like in. Uh, oh.
1: I don't. Know. I, I. I. I'm not too familiar. Mr. Norrell and. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just not the Angliophile. I'm sorry, man. Oh.
0: Well, she just like had like she was. was like, she talking like a beetle, like or, a or was she su- talking? No, like she was
1: putting a- on like a southern accent, some sort oh. of like thick American accent. Oh, I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was southern. No, Joel, yeah. I remember now. You 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 had said to me like, oh, I think she's like a British lady, but she's talking very southern right now. Mm-hmm. I remember that was when we were watching the movie.
0: Yes, I found it absolutely
1: shocking. Shocking for those things I, to come remember out of your mouth that way. I remember you stood up. Your 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 fists were clenched. I can't take this anymore.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I have to say there was a considerable less amount of Joel walking out of the house uh, when when viewing this movie as opposed to perhaps the previous movie.
0: I was yes. going to say that's what happens when it's a movie I've watched before, but I've seen I saw Le- Le- League
1: of Extraordinary Gentlemen before, so that's not it. And it's just a good movie. Like, it's a solid... It's a solid movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, Something I really liked about it was that Tom Cruise's character at the beginning of this movie is a chicken, and he (laughs) is trying to avoid combat at all costs, and um, he's trying to think of any favor he can call in from anyone to be able to not have to go into battle, and that's kind of refreshing, because... Tom Cruise always plays the, almost always plays oh, yeah. the character that is the badass that is always ready to take on, you know, a fight or save America or whatever, like, or be, you know, the Top Gun or whatever. <laughs> kind of
1: surprised they didn't make him Captain America. Really? In, yeah. In all honesty, like the movies, Captain yeah. America. Kind of, kind He's of surprised. Too short. Uh, too short. Sh- I'm just saying, like, I'm not. I'm not saying like I'm glad. I'm glad the choice that was chosen, but like, just what Sarah was mentioning, I was like, yeah, yeah, I could see that. That's like his. I wonder if he tried out for it. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, he's up there with like the big like action heroes in American movies. Yeah, I. I mean, I can't think of very many others that are bigger than him
0: in action movies. Nowadays, I don't think there is, like, I don't know. I, like, I don't seek them out. That's the problem. Like, I think I think, think it's of. Cruz. I
1: think he's the big one right now. I mean, like he do, Well, because, you know, he kind of relies on that. He does all his own stunt thing, you know? Oh, Makes right. a big difference. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, those Fast
0: and Furious movies are, are action movies. I guess,
1: yeah, Vin Diesel, right? I guess, yeah.
0: See our previous episode, uh, The Last Witch Hunter? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> here sick about, um, yeah whether or not we would buy a sword if we were millionaires and uh whether or not we would hang out with vin diesel the answer is yes <laughs> <laughs> spoiler vin diesel write in today if you want to hang out with us uh let's play some dnd man Please don't podcast at gmail.com uh so let's let's do a little bit of the story here tom cruise plays a coward and, uh, he dies, and he's resurrected by the, uh, Angel Gabriel. And, uh, no? No? Okay, I already messed it up. <laughs> oh, he's, uh, he gets stuck into a battlefield with absolutely no combat experience, and everybody on the battlefields are wearing these, uh, Jap- Japanese inspired, like, mecha suit things. I found out that that was, like, practical. Like there's obviously things on there that are yeah. like computer animated, but like they had to wear these like eighty pound really exoskeleton
1: suits that had been designed for it. Yeah, maybe I'm just so like whenever I see anything on a movie now, like my immediate response is, huh, CG. Like, the, oh, like yeah, I maybe, mean, why wouldn't it be? Yeah. You know? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe my perception of reality has changed too much. I think it makes it look a lot co- like if and there were certain things you could pick out that didn't look as good. The
0: suits definitely weren't one of those things. I think the monsters look pretty cool, too. You know, oh, yeah.
1: Those- I was a big fan of the, little, the weird spaghetti tentacles. monsters. Monsters.
2: Yeah. I don't know if you wanted to paraphrase more of what happens in the plot first. Oh, we'll or- continue
0: in a second. No, uh, What were you going to say?
2: I feel like they did a really good job of making this alien seem impossible to beat these aliens that they were fighting they made them seem so difficult to fight and kind of in a weird way like i the design of them and stuff was interesting but i i think it was really and it was kind of cg you could tell in some parts it was really cg stuff but i think that that would be scary if you had Something you were trying to beat that was that difficult to actually get a hold of, that was all over the place, and you know you couldn't predict the next move or whatever.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, Sarah. It, it seems like almost an insurmountable uh, uh, assailant, like, and yeah, definitely kind of feels that way. They they definitely set this movie up to like this is the big last stand. Nothing really else going on for humanity.
0: Yeah. Make sure like technology and organics like I couldn't tell it was supposed to look robotic or uh, maybe it just reminded me of the the squids in the matrix or something like that I, I don't know because it seemed like they were dying like they were biological creatures you know a couple of shots in exactly the right place was enough to take down these things maybe biomechanical yeah I don't know I don't know I looked at a little bit of the manga, and uh, it almost looked like they also had exoskeletons. Like oh, the, cool. the creatures look similar to the way they do in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the outside, they had these like uh, weird rotating like square teeth, But if you looked in deeper, they had like a bunch of like fangs going down oh, their throat that were like look like actual fangs instead of the weird robotic okay. things. So. Okay, it's kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a cool idea. They don't really go into the biology, except for there's, like, a, a, hairy, a hierarchy. Oh, is that, hierarchy. Is that the word? Hierarchy. Herky. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, Tom gets thrown out into the middle. Uh-oh. And nobody likes him, <laughs> because they all think he's a traitor. And so nobody tries to help him, but there is uh, somebody who is out there, and everybody's expecting her to win the battle, because she's she killed a hundred of these things in one battle. And, uh... What is the name of the character? Um, Cindy.
2: Her name is Leslie. Bruce. No. Rita. <laughs>
1: I mean, I know her nickname. Her name is Rita. What's her, what's her nickname, Aaron? Uh, I mean, I I feel bad that this is the only thing I can remember it's of the, her characters. You know, just
0: just say B word. Uh, it's it's Iron Bish. No. Full metal. Full metal B word. You didn't even remember. You just been calling her that. Oh.
1: It's not the Iron Bitch? No, it's like Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, Full Metal Bitch. us she's Full Metal B-word. Okay.
2: Well, she was actually called the Angel of... Oh, Angel of the Ven- Battle. Or something. Ven- ...the city that they had oh. that battle in.
1: Oh. Is it Versailles?
2: No, no it's like Ven... Ventura ben, ben- <laughs> the
1: Angel, that's you, Joel. You're ace, the angel of Ventura. The of Ventura. <laughs>
2: the ace
0: of
1: Ventura. That's your new tat, right, Joel? Right across, right across your collarbone. There, yeah,
0: absolutely. I'm gonna get right on that.
2: For people that aren't from California, there's a very famous boulevard in Los Angeles called Ventura Boulevard, and um, I don't know if it was named after Ventura. San Buena Ventura mm-hmm. or if it was named, or if Ventura was named after
1: oh, okay, the that boulevard thing
2: or what, I don't I don't know. But it's in songs huh? as well. <laughs> People talk about Ventura in songs, too.
1: That's cool. Jerry Maguire? Well, I mean, I think Yellow Card has a song called Ocean Avenue.
2: Yeah. There's an Ocean Avenue, other places too. Crazy, they totally do. And it's funny that you know it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, there's
0: the Ocean Avenues over there on like, seaward, uh, right? It's like right there by the the gas station. Uh
2: huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I know what you guys are talking about. That's parallel to Thompson. I said
0: Jerry Maguire because he he sings the he sings Free Falling in it.
2: Oh yeah, and that totally. Definitely
0: name checks Ventura Boulevard.
2: Ventura Boulevard.
0: Good girl. She only likes horses. <laughs> I have to put that clip in now.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, so, yes. So, she's on the battlefield. and Everybody's expecting her to win, but Tom Cruise sees her get killed on the battlefield. No. Like, right as they land. They were expecting the enemy not to know, and, and apparently the enemy predicted they were going to do this, and... Is like just annihilating the
1: last of their army. That's right, Joel. They can read your mind, Joel. No the aliens. Yep, they they know your every move. It's just like the government. They know you have that new vacuum cleaner, dude. And Jeff Bezos. Bezos.
2: They they don't stand a chance once they hit the beach, or even before their like plane gets shot at. Yeah. So the the whole the whole thing that happens in this movie. Is that he dies and he wakes up again, like like in Groundhog Day. Except for instead of hearing, I got you, babe, he <laughs> hears a drill sergeant say, On your feet, maggot.
1: <laughs>
2: Every time he wakes up. Very
1: stereotypical of that drill sergeant, you know, you get a different line after a while. <laughs> no, Joel, it's, it's a repeating of the same thing that he says every day to him, Joel. Oh, okay. He He's not going to change his mind all of a sudden. I thought they were
0: just like a stage production bad, you know, actors that had oh. only learned one thing
1: to do. Just, you could do that again, over you're, and over again. You're saying that, that the scene just wasn't that good, so they kept shooting it over and over again? Yes. It was... Oh.
0: <laughs> they, they had to retake that scene so many times, they're like, wait a minute, I've got an idea for a movie. <laughs> Tom Cruise was ad living all his lines, so Oh okay. Okay. Eventually he just started playing around with it. That's that's where we ended up with the movie. And the reason why he's reborn on the battlefield is because right before he dies he he splatters he gets splattered with some blue goo.
2: From one of the like pictures. You do. Yeah. A very he figured out how picture. to shoot for a second and shot some of the aliens.
1: I was pretty surprised. I was pretty surprised during that battle though. I thought he was gonna die much sooner for some yeah. reason. Yeah. And uh it definitely, that was that was one of the surprises in the movie for me, was that uh Tom Cruise's first life lasted a bit longer than I expected it to. <laughs> because, pure, I mean... Pure dumb luck. Like, it was like the whole, like, kind of scenic, like, watch all the other characters he just that met in the movie die kind of a thing. Like, you get one guy kind of squished by an entire plane. You get, you know...
0: That guy deserved to die. We saw his ass. I didn't need to do that. You know? But he had a teddy
1: bear, like... Taped onto the front of his, his armor. I think that just makes him a pervert. He's
0: wearing nothing but a jack strap and his his armor and a teddy bear strapped to him.
1: I mean if you saw that Man. walking down the street, what would you think? I don't know. I mean, maybe that's that's how I walk down the street, Joel. No, Did you ever think tr- about that? Oh, well,
0: that's fine. You're the exception to <laughs> almost all the rules, Aaron. <laughs>
2: I think he was behaving more cautiously when he first hit the battlefield because he didn't know what the heck he was doing and he was mm. scared. And I think that kept him alive a little longer than some of the other people. Okay. Did. But in the in that moment when people are dying on the shore, there's so much happening like off camera that comes into camera view, like someone is getting killed next to him and then falling over into the shot and it, they do that a lot in the battle in this yeah. um in the battles in this they they kind of express without showing everything that there's a lot happening through visuals that come into view while he's yeah walking through it yeah it's it's pretty cool,
1: oh yeah, yeah,
2: and that first death his face is that the one where his face gets all yeah, wet?
0: it's all melted off, it's kind of yeah. gruesome, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really go that gruesome again after that.
2: No, that's just that first time, that first important death.
1: That's when he got that goo, right? As Joel mentioned. Goo? The goo. Yeah, he got that goo. And you know what
0: that goo is? Mm-mm. Pixie dust. Oh. That's why he's reborn over and over again. Now, he he killed some special machine, and, and it's a one in a million machine. I, I can't remember some, some big number that randomly just happened to happen. It's the Alpha. Uh, he figures out that he's obviously he gets killed a couple of times and he figures out that this is happening over and over again so he runs onto the field to try to save the uh, the battle lady mm-hmm. and she's he's like she's like, what are you doing? He's like, you're gonna die if you do that. I know because I've done this before. And she's like Come find me! Oh, she knows what she's talking. Uh, he's talking about.
1: That's right.
2: Yeah, I think that that is kind of in the beginning. She dies right away, and you're kind of thinking, "Wow, this lady's famous. Everybody knows of her because of the hero that she was on the battlefield." And she's like instantly dead in this one, and then you start to put it together that she had a lot of practice. Oh yeah, on that, and that's. And it's kind of funny because he had no desire to fight. He had no desire to fight before this. But after he realizes that everything, everyone's going to die and that this is the only shot they have, he decides to train and...
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's very video game-like because... It's just a the matter of the the same events occurring over and over again. So when he rescues her, I don't know if it's the first time, but he just like walks up and he's like he's not even looking. He just fires his gun. He's like, okay, wait, okay, now go forward. You know this kind of stuff like that because he doesn't. He's been through it so many times. He knows exactly what is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, five, four, three, car, one.
2: Yeah, exactly. And and when he finds her. um She's doing a uh, chaturanga into an upward dog, <laughs> which is uh, showing how good she is at yoga. And That's that could have been the whole movie. In very good shape. <laughs> um, we get to see that a few times.
0: Emily Blunt is so badass and buff in this movie. It's
1: it's cool. It's yeah, crazy.
2: It is cool.
1: I bet that like moment is like like, a signature moment for some trainer out there right now who's just like... I did that? I did that, guys. <laughs> you
2: know? Like- <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't even know.
2: <laughs> did you see Emily Blunt in Edge of Tomorrow? Do you want to look like that? I trained <laughs> yeah. her. I trained her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
1: think
2: that's funny. <laughs> But um, if you'd want to know how to, what a chaturanga into an upward dog looks like, they show you in this movie.
1: It looks pretty intense, though.
2: It's a good stretch for your body. It's strength, muscle training, core training.
1: Yeah, she's doing it like incredibly <laughs> controlled
0: and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's it, and it takes a lot of strength just to do, do what she's doing. <laughs> And I don't know. She she fights and shoots, and she knows stuff, and she's she's not afraid. She's never afraid in this movie. I think. I mean, part of that's because she's supposed to have lived and died countless amount of times. So I'm sure that takes away from the fear. But by the time we meet her, she doesn't have those powers anymore because of a blood transfusion. <gasps> and that's why I'm saying today you should never go to a doctor or a hospital.
1: Because what if they take away your magical
2: powers?
1: (laughs) Is that the underlying theme of this? Is that medicine will take away your magical powers? That's what I got.
0: Yeah. Hmm. It's
2: in the blood. Hmm. Yeah, they explain in the movie that the reason he keeps reliving is because he has killed one of the bigger aliens. And once that happens. It's saved into like the main memory like, card, hive mind, or oh. whatever of the aliens. And you don't really are. I mean, are they are are they clear on what the motive of the creatures are besides killing them?
0: No. Some of
1: the hypothesis that that
0: those uh, old people. Emily the, Blood. Oh, you're her. I thought you were talking about the old people in the bar in the. Oh,
1: park. right. Resources. They're looking for resources.
2: Oh
0: yeah, have for gold, which is the plot of boys versus uh, aliens.
1: Yep, minerals. Now I, I, the idea being that maybe they're just looking for like the ultimate hunter, like some predator thing. Oh, that's, the predator. That's
0: what I got out of it. I didn't think that was it. I thought I thought it was just like inhabiting another planet or mm. something like that.
1: And they just accidentally like had one of their they're really good boys, like, explode and cover somebody with magical potion?
0: Well, I don't even know what, like, because they, they say the whole the whole thing started when an uh, an asteroid or a meteorite landed right. on the planet. So, it was right. like, it wasn't it an aimed meteorite, or oh. was it actually not a meteorite, and it's just what we thought it was? and Like, their and ship everything. is just a meteorite? But yeah, yeah. Could I don't be. even know how it works. Yeah. And they're already a mixture of robotics and biology, so I guess it wouldn't be that far-fetched to think something that looked like a rock to us was actually their ship or something. Yeah, yeah. Just think about how many spaceships there could be out there right now. Yeah, man,
1: that's why it's like Buckaroo Bonsai, right? That's like a different dimension. Yeah, but it's still a rock spaceship.
0: What, what, oh, you mean that the, uh, what are those guys called?
1: You mean the... The the aliens? Yes, yeah. the aliens with the dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah. The predators. The, the, the Johns? The Johns, yes, that's
0: what they're called. So you guys want to talk about Buckaroo? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I do like the idea of rock spaceships, though. Of course. I like that.
0: Yeah. It's cool. I like the idea. So what works about this movie? Like, what, what makes it special, in
1: your guys' opinion? I kind of like it for its kind of video gamey feel, to be honest with you. I thought that was pretty fun. It's it made me kind of wish for a Halo movie in a lot of ways, which is really weird. I kind of wanted that after I watched this. Um, I guess there are some a couple of different Halo-ish kind of things out there right now, or like at least some type of. Uh, I mean, not not probably not official, but unofficial. Uh, of ones course, produced.
0: yeah, fa- fan films. Yeah, fan film. Yeah, we can make a fan film of you being Master Chief and I'll cool. be Cortana.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm down. I'll paint myself in blue. I think Sarah should be Master Chief, though. Okay. I'll just be, I'll be an alien. You'll be one of the grunts or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'll be a grunt, yeah.
0: Makes sense.
2: Uh, I think it works because the death cycle, like wake up death cycle thing, they really use it to their advantage in this, and it is like game over the way a video game is each time. And they start messing around with it and making jokes with it, and, you know, some of the deaths are comical, because he's trying literally everything that he can think of to see if it will get them further through the battle, or if there's any way to avoid everyone dying. I mean, he takes a. there's a few ones where you see him doing something else, but I started to wonder how many chances he was going to get. I don't know if you guys had that feeling. Oh,
1: yeah, definitely.
2: Because I felt like it definitely was finite, and at some point, either they were going to find them, or he was going to stop being able to do it, or something.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, work it out of his system through his pores, or something like that.
2: Because some of them, some of the things they tried, like a hundred times. Oh yeah, you could tell that they had like at least a hundred times tried it.
0: Yeah, it only takes place over like two days, right? Basically, the the day that he wakes up, and then the the battle takes place the next day. Yeah. So, um, I mean they 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 kind of make it seem like there were different ways he could have lost it because they've got the hive mind realizes that there's another one of these repeaters out there, and so they're, they're... He thinks that they're sending him the message that you know, the... I can't remember. It was named the, the Omega, right?
2: Uh-huh. The,
1: the big... The big brain. Right. Oh, yeah, the Omega. Yeah.
0: It's like in this location, so trying to... But uh, I guess I'll, I'll just spoil that part right there. Um, anyways, it doesn't it doesn't work out for them. They think they, they're going to. It turns out that Aliens are are craftier than they thought, and there's a there you know, like we said, we we had the explanation that uh, because Rita didn't die on the battlefield one time, mm-hmm. like she got saved and uh, the medics gave her blood to, oh. to save her life, and that's where she ended up losing. She lost too much of her magical blood. That's right. Got replaced with uh, I don't know somebody else's.
2: So she was just a mortal again after that.
0: Yep. Or Brandon Gleason's blood. Take the blood right out of my veins. <laughs> something like that. And then there's a part where Tom Cruise is like being chased down like solo by these things, and it looks like they're trying to cut him enough to get the blood out or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if it, like, bleed him enough without killing him. like I don't know what the plan is there. It's not like they, they have extra blood to inject them with, I don't think.
1: Because, yeah, he would eventually just die anyways, right? Right. And then it would be reset. Start over again, yeah. I assume. What have you... uh, I I heard you've been reading the manga, Joel. Yes, Yes, I am 22 pages into it. Uh, How's that going? I mean, it's it's fine. It's good.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, his cage, that character is is a Japanese uh, young man who I think is just... Uh, like in the book, it's not a, a quick battle that happened and has been destroying things. It's like been, this war has been going on for like a decade or something like oh,
1: that. I oh, wow.
0: And so he like went into the army to fight. Because okay. That's like all he knew was that we needed to defeat them. And, uh, I don't really know much about it after that point. Fair enough. It just, it, it just opens up, I think, with him repeating for the first time. Oh, okay, and him not realizing what had happened, he thought it was a dream. Hmm. But he's definitely a a kid in this. Tom Cruise is like a kid, right? He's he's at least an immortal. He's Lestat.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, true.
0: pretty much figured it out.
2: Lestat connection <laughs> to our previous movie. Queen of the Dam.
1: About- no,
0: that wasn't no.
2: We talked about that one in a different episode. We, we talked
0: about Queen of the Dam to ourselves.
2: uh Oh, like
0: no one can hear this private conversation <laughs> about Queen of the Dam. This is our own. Please don't send me out or space podcast. I kind of
1: wish. I kind of wish you would record that.
0: And you weren't even here. <laughs> I'd have to do your voice. Yeah,
1: that's true. You, you, you got it down. You got it
0: down.
2: You no, we talked about it on the on the League of Extraordinary. Oh, Children yeah,
0: I know. Episodes. I I remember with us talking about me running out of the house because <laughs> of the movie. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's a whole episode we performed that we never recorded because oh, right. it wasn't an actual performance, I'm imagining. There's
2: been a couple of those. There's been a couple of times where we've watched a movie that I feel like it could have been an episode afterwards. But we were either too tired oh, yeah. or we just wanted to hang out and watch a movie that day and we, we didn't end up recording about it. But we've seen some cool movies, yeah, too, yeah. that we haven't recorded at all.
1: Totally agree with you on that.
2: But anyway, getting back to this movie, I really liked the casting in it. I really liked the way everyone played their parts. And the late, great Bill Paxton was in this. And it made me a little bit emotional because I forgot that he was in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And. He's great. And I met Bill Paxton one time when I first moved into this community of artists. Um, The first time I had my studio open, we had a big public event. And Bill Paxton came into my apartment. And I was so starstruck that I almost didn't even know what to say to him. And I just told him that I was a huge fan, and he was asking me for directions someplace. But he was so nice, and he was a special guy. Yeah. He was really something else. Heck yeah. Know? And in this community, I know a lot of people encountered him, not to give any particulars uh, away, I I think.
0: Our neighbors have been hanging out with Bill Paxton this whole time, we had no idea. I mean, I know one specific neighbor was hanging out with him. I didn't know other people were.
2: There's more than one person who I know who knew him personally.
0: Having a big old Bill Paxton party and me and Sarah are in here watching freaking
1: Fast Five or something. Like, great. Just great. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Uh, I'm going to go on record as not hanging out with Bill Paxton, but also a fan of his work. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: but you hang out with like Len Wiseman. Wait, didn't he pass away?
1: Uh, I don't think I've ever hung out with Len Wiseman. Oh, okay. What's
0: the name of the guy you hung out with the other day? Uh, Joel Torres, the, the guy who made—he's pretty famous.
1: The he, dear, oh, Punisher. I've hung out with the Punisher,
0: not the Punisher. The guy who made the Punisher.
1: Oh,
0: oh yeah.
2: <laughs> <It's another name. laughs>
0: Like, I don't remember his name. Is a famous guy. He was in the shop. I'm like right, Howard Shaken. That's not him. Well, I hung not with
1: Howard. All right. Leave me alone. Jerry Conway. Oh, thank Jerry you. Conway. It's too late. The, the audience has too turned off the podcast. No, they haven't, Joel. They're because listening to you just berate me. They turned it off because we're not talking about Edge of Tomorrow. I'm pretty I? sure they would just want to listen to you make fun of me. Well.
2: One of the best <laughs> action movies about aliens ever He was a uh, very important role in that movie. Oh, and yeah. And um, and it and in this movie too, it was really cool that he did another movie with aliens that was so cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, I liked his mustache. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. now he's he's just so like like I don't give a you know in this movie, and that's the I mean that's Bill Paxton's. Don't even need to say anymore. <laughs> you know what movie he's really good in? Huh? Streets of Fire. Oh yeah. Anyways, oh, it's tomorrow.
1: Uh, I, heard, I heard Joel likes that one. Yeah, but we're not allowed to talk about Streets of Fire. Let's just talk about this movie. It has lots of explosions, Joel. It yeah, does. This,
2: this movie has a lot to talk about.
1: I mean, we can't. Uh, the The problem with talking about the
0: amount of explosions is here is that it's never going to match up with uh, Stone Cold. So, uh, yeah, it, but it's like, hard to compare it.
1: Stone Cold has has a motorcycle flying through a building into a helicopter.
0: Yeah, so we're talking about Stone Cold here.
1: Right?
2: <laughs> I told my mom the other day that I picked that movie for the podcast, and she was like, I've never heard of it. See? And I was like, that's saying something. Your mother
0: your mother doesn't know your secret side either. I, I see what's going on.
2: No, my mom has seen thousands of movies. I've seen a lot of movies. My mom has seen so many more movies than I have. She's real cinephile. When I was a kid... She was constantly renting movies or watching them on movie channels or whatever.
0: It's because it didn't have that stud Morgan Freeman in it.
2: <laughs> I,
1: uh, I mean, Oblivion. Spo- yeah. Spoiler, I guess. That
0: came out, I think, the same year, didn't it? Tom Cruise. As Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah,
1: yeah, maybe. I, I feel like they were
0: competing sci-fi Tom Cruise movies. Mm. And it was, that was the thing that was going on.
1: And you have seen Oblivion. What did you think of that? Uh, dug it. We should probably watch that for the podcast at some point. I'm not the biggest Tom Cruise fan, as, as stated earlier, but uh, I felt he did a real good job on that one.
0: 2013, so actually the year before. But I feel like it was like Tom Cruise is in another sci fi movie. He just did that one. It's yep. not going to be. That's probably because I don't think people were very hot on Oblivion. And I think that's probably why, because this Edge of Tomorrow was not a box office success
1: at all. I saw it in the $3 theater, Oblivion. It's pretty
2: good. I was getting Oblivion confused with Elysium. Oh. And this movie confused with The Source Code. Oh, yeah. Because Emily Blunt is in that one, right? No. Who's in it?
0: Um, who is in source code? I'm, I'm just gonna look it up. It's not Emily Blunt. That one guy from, uh, Westworld, isn't it? That's not who you're talking about. Michelle Monahan from, uh, The Ladder Show.
2: No, but the, isn't there another? Vera Farmiga? One? Is that the one where they're trying to get out of the thing before it's another sci fi movie where, like, time is important? They're, oh, there's like, a, train. a train. There's a train.
0: Yeah, that's source code is it yeah
2: i think there's another one too i don't know anyway i confused a bunch of these movies with each other now that i've seen this one i think of it as being completely different because i like it and i nice. and i think that it has some cool things going for it well
0: i, I want to talk about like why people should watch it like i mean it, it's it's a, it's a totally awesome fun action movie like it's pretty violent. Oh yeah. And lots of shooting and stuff like that. Aliens attacking and it is really fun like Tom Cruise is totally funny and Emily Bunt is is keeping up and, and funny too and I don't I don't know. I can't it, it's it's hard to explain to somebody why they should watch Edge of Tomorrow as opposed to anything else that they were choosing to, to look at right there. Like, is it just another sci fi movie? No. I feel like Sci-fi can let you down in a way that it's not disappointing. Uh, like, you watch a science fiction movie, and if it's just, like, okay, it's like, yeah, well, it's a science fiction movie, right? You know, like, oh, they were in space. You know, they they had some ideas going on there. It, it's harder to produce one that, like, is memorable and not just a repeat of several yeah. tropes you've seen in a bunch of other science fiction movies. Yeah. Like I said, I think it makes a difference that it's terrestrial. It takes place on earth and that we're not uh, like, um, I was thinking of, uh, kaiju robot Guillermo de Toro Pacific Rim. Oh, uh, Pacific Rim and how that goes a little bit too far into like the. Like, we figured out some real science stuff, and now there's giant uh, robots, guys. Yeah. But it leans in that direction.
1: Yeah. That's what you're saying. They were able the to backwards compatible, or backwards, uh, they were able to figure out some some technology. Yes. Fr- from the, the, their alien assailants. Yeah, I don't know who the genius was that was like, you know what, you need these metal overalls.
0: Okay, well, I don't know why that would make a difference when I'm fighting the robot. Oh, she did really good in them. Mass produce it. <laughs> somebody was making money
2: it kind of reminded me of happy death day too that's another movie that came out not that long
1: ago i've I've wanted to see that one that
2: has a similar thing to this of of dying and having to come back again and try to figure it out the way groundhog day does yeah um and that was a fun movie too i think yeah
1: very solid yeah anyways i can't wait to see it though like i've seen the trailer for the happy death day and i thought that would look amazing i think i'm definitely just a fan of the groundhog's day sort of theme being used in different genres i think that's that's real exciting
2: yeah i like it too but i think this
1: movie like yes it does have the groundhog's day theme to it which is pretty fun and I, i think actually tom you know even though, I, even though I've already mentioned multiple times, I'm not a big fan of him. But I think, I think he really kind of brought it together for me in this one. I, it was kind of fun to see him go from that, as Sarah put it, sh- chicken from the mm-hmm. beginning to like, to like, you know, just kind of memorizing every single move, like Joel mentioned, like the video game sort of thing, and kind of turning out to be the cool badass, you know?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, one of the spoiler uh, spoilerific parts of this movie that I am just going to go into. All three of us say you should watch the movie, j- just in case you don't want to hear this. But uh, one of the things I do think is interesting is that at a certain point, Tom Cruise does lose visibility, and I think that the way they handle it in the movie is not like. It's not like this is the last thing that happens and he's gonna figure everything out and he's already got like his
1: problem solved. It actually adds a, a layer of, um, uh, unknown? Like an unknown, unknown variable to the film all of a sudden? Like, uh, what is the word
0: that <laughs> when it's, uh, uh, anxiety inducing,
1: uh, uh ur- ur. what you're saying is, is that like, after a while, like, after seeing him die so many times, you as the viewer are kind of in that safe, like, moment where you're yeah. just like, you're just like, oh, it doesn't matter. He's just going to come back. Yeah. But then all of a sudden.
2: There's suspense and there's this feeling suspense. of. Suspense. Yeah. Thank
1: you. That's the
0: word. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that he's
2: fragile again. Exactly. And that he only, he can, needs to take care of himself because this is not going to be easy. Yeah. They kill everyone so quickly, so fast, and if he steps anywhere that isn't the battlefield, then <laughs> he has no idea what's going to happen, and he could potentially die instantly.
1: Yeah, seeing those aliens on the battlefield, like, even at the beginning of the movie, I was just kind of like, oh man, I can't believe they even survived this long. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, like how quickly they are ripping people apart and blowing up ships. and
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it didn't seem like a, no matter how well trained any of those normal soldiers were, they w- they would even stand a chance. Doesn't you know. matter
1: how cool what, what your armor how mecha your armor looks like, you know. The good <laughs> thing is that just like the squids in the matrix,
0: they do have the uh thing that uh, the they do where rather than appear and instantly attack somebody, they they appear and then they kind of stand there like, Ooh!
1: And then they attack. Well, I mean, it has to be an appropriate amount of time for them to wiggle their tentacles at you before, yeah, yes. before you I know. you know, but
0: the fear of God in you makes the blood taste better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you feel like there's no way you could have run fast enough to get away from these things. That's how you feel. And there's a moment where they drive off in this car and that moment is so suspenseful because you feel like there's no way out for them. And then something happens that makes them go slower, and you're... Yeah, you... And that's another thing I appreciate about this movie, is that you can tell that he has developed um a rapport with her. You can tell that he cares about her, and that he's feeling... He, he feels attached to the idea of if she lives or dies... And at one point, she's like, What do I, what do, why do I matter? It matters if we're able to, if the human race is able to keep living on the planet or not. And he does try to figure things out without her as well, but you can tell that he cares about her and that he's trying to find a way that they, as partners in this effort, are able to make it through together. But I like that they didn't force. Like a real heavy romance on us, too. Yeah. I think there was enough going on in the movie that they didn't have to be like, and then they fall in love and then they, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. I don't think they needed to do that. And at the end, you get the impression that they'd probably end up together, but you don't, you don't get this like super, like, love ending or whatever. <laughs>
1: totally.
0: <laughs> love is not what destroys the enemy in this movie. But that would have been an interesting... It's like the end of the fifth element, you know, when when Bruce oh, Willis yeah. is smooching and all of a sudden, yeah, that's what destroys the alien. Spoiler for that movie. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. We we covered the fifth element already, all right? You should have watched it and listened to the podcast. Multipass, Joel. Er, Aaron Cornelius, Multipass? Multipass. I knew it.
2: Other movies it kind of reminded me of were, I guess, Total Recall in a way.
1: It's been a while since I've seen that movie. Have we done that for the podcast yet? No.
2: I've only I only watched it once, and it was like only a few years ago. And okay. I I think it would be a good one for the podcast. Awesome,
0: but definitely. I mean, Paul Verhoeven. Speaking of Paul Verhoeven, there we got a Starship Troopers. That this movie's totally. Oh yeah. Like. yeah, another thing that
2: it's like yeah. But I think that it's a, a really unique idea, um, for a sci-fi movie and an action movie. That's what I was thinking earlier when you were talking about willing, you're willing to give a sci-fi movie more of the benefit of the doubt for doing something different, um, with an action movie too. I feel like when you're watching an action movie and it's, keeps you engaged like this one does, like, you're enjoying yourself and you're not necessarily as critical of why you're enjoying yourself yeah. when you're watching a good action movie.
0: Yeah, but I feel like with an action movie, as I've grown older and and my t- my taste has changed, I'm way less forgiving about um. Like, there's nothing worse to me than a a bad, boring action movie. Like, I don't care if they're shooting people all the time. Like if the acting, or not, not even the acting. Like, if it's just not an interesting movie. It doesn't matter how many explosions and gunshots and stuff like that there are. In uh, a science fiction movie, I, I almost feel like, I, I just can't help but have that, uh, you know, uh, affection for anything that's going on. Like, even the boring ones, I'm like, yeah, that was a sci-fi movie. I'm into this.
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from.
0: But this is not the case with this movie. Is
1: what we're oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm on board. I'm, uh, I'm strapped in to, to my, my power armor seat, sitting there with the, you know, gotta hit the release button so I can drop into the battlefield.
0: And he's not even wearing a jack strap this time. Nope. No, actually,
1: I'm just wearing a teddy bear. Over his crotch. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> there were, there were so many moments where I was like talking at the TV with this movie. I was like, hit the big button! Hit yeah, the big red uh, button! Get down there! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like the mo- oh, and and then like just some of those moments where, where where Tom Cruise knows how all those other soldiers are gonna die, yeah. And so, like, he's trying like really hard to like to, to try them. to like to like make that not happen, you know. And in the end, he just his face just gets duct taped.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really liked the montage of her killing him when he got injured in battle or in practicing. That's real good. I thought that was pretty funny, because she looks so heartless. Just she <laughs> just kills him over and over again. And he's like, wait, I think I'm okay this time, and she just kills him again anyway. Oh. And, oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, no, no. You just reminded me of something. Um, doesn't this movie also have, like, a shotgun uh, uh, reloading scene where the shell actually comes out of the shotgun? Yes. That, that should be an added list for this movie somewhere, I think. I don't. I, know, just, I don't know what I the term just would be. Notice but... anymore. I
0: don't. <laughs> but yeah, he just picks up the shotgun and injects the shell. Like it's a yeah. it's a fresh, brand new shotgun. You didn't have to do that. Like that's a
1: pick up that shell. You can use it later. But but going back to what Sarah said, yeah, totally. I really enjoyed that montage too of her just totally like blast him in the head <laughs> like, every time. Oh, um, really? Ruthless. Your legs broken?
2: No, don't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Her face is so serious.
0: She's not thinking of how much effort he has to go in to get up to the point that they were getting to either. It's like, no, I yeah. have to redo all the things. I yeah. have to talk to you a certain way. I have to escape a certain way, you know. And you're not going to remember.
2: Me, yeah. So, yeah, thanks, Allie, for recommending this one. And. Putting in the request.
0: Yeah, we were going to get to eventually. Thank you for pushing that for it, because it is it is a very enjoyable movie. Yeah. I, I, I really liked watching it again. I yeah, did thank too. you.
2: We liked it, yeah.
0: Aaron wanted to watch Porky's. That's not even a sci-fi movie. I don't I don't understand. What is Porky's, Joel? Well, there's these kids.
1: Uh-huh. They really want to see <laughs> naked ladies. Oh. That's all I know about Porky's. I somehow could relate, No. not <laughs> what i'm joking put
0: that teddy bear away oh no <laughs> anyways uh okay let's wrap up i'm gonna read the outro stuff you guys think of a lesson you learned from edge of tomorrow we didn't we didn't talk about the renaming that they, re- they were trying to do i don't know if you know about that renaming like it's if you look on the shelf it's in big lords it says live die repeat and then it's in small it'll say edge of tomorrow and there are some services where if you look up Edge of Tomorrow, the movie won't come up if you Live, have die to look up Live, Die, Repeat for some reason. Like, they thought that the name was not marketing enough. And, uh, I mean, Live, Die, Repeat is more literal to what's going on. I, I don't see what's wrong with Edge of Tomorrow, either.
1: Like, he can never get to
0: Tomorrow. He's just on
1: the edge. You know what I mean? If I'm going to choose one or the other... I kind of feel like I'd want to say "lived." I repeat. Oh, okay. So you,
0: they worked on you.
1: Yeah, the market. This this marketing campaign, which unfortunately sounds like it was a wee bit too late, uh, would have worked for me. Do You have an opinion
2: on the name? Yes, I think it is a weird name. Edge of tomorrow. Yeah, oh. I have to think about it to remember it. Um, what a, What
0: about all you need is kill?
2: And that there's a movie called Edge of Seventeen now too.
0: Yeah, and that that's a weird movie. She's a teenager who dies over and over again. Woody Arrelson is like,
2: and there's the the Bridget Jones' Edge of Reason.
0: That's a director. Re- that's how they got this name from the movie. He's watching Bridget Jones' <laughs> Edge of Region uh, Reason,
2: <laughs>
0: and he's like, maybe I can kill myself and start this day over again. Oh shit.
2: it's like you're on the edge of tomorrow, but you can't experience tomorrow. So
0: mm. Technically, we're all. On the Edge of Tomorrow. If tomorrow never comes. Anyways, I'm gonna read the outro stuff. You guys think <laughs> of a lesson you learned from Live Die Repeat Edge of Tomorrow? All you need is kill the movie. <laughs> I wonder what it was called in Japan. Probably all, all you need is kill. You're pointing you're pointing at the computer like I can use this thing. This thing is for is strictly for uh <laughs> ornamental purposes. Okay. Anyways, uh, listener, if you want to write in and suggest something just like Allie did, you can reach us at pleasedon'tpodcast at com, or message us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p-d-s-m-i-o-s. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, any of that like, we'd appreciate it if you dropped by and left us a five-star rating, maybe a little written review, eh? 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 You know, we've got nothing better to do. But uh, thanks in advance. If you want to hear more podcasts like us, check out our podcasting network, EarTrumpetAudio.com. Lots of great stuff on there, as usual. The uh, one that I always talk about, the podcast of Grayskull, they just covered a Netflix documentary that just came out. That's all about the history of He-Man and the marketing and like the show ideas and stuff like that. I think they were saying it starts... As far back as like the seventy, like the seventy, mid-70s or whatever. Nice. So, I, I, it sounded really cool. And I think it's a great podcast. And all that stuff's available at eartrumpetaudio.com. Links are all in the show notes for our episode. Well, she know how much I love her. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. If tomorrow never comes. It's a country song. Um, oh Because my mother listened to a lot of country music when I was growing up. She grew out of it. How somewhere. how do you feel about country music, Joel? Uh there's the good and there's the rest. <laughs> okay. I don't know what to say about about that. Like I don't think there's been good stuff for a long time, but it's mm. not not my taste. No, it's fine. Okay. Who's got a lesson? You're too busy looking up Japanese terms.
1: You caught me, Joel. Like,
0: what? What do I? What am I going to change my name to? <laughs> Hentai common. hurry right. <laughs> hey, already hey, hey now.
1: Those. That's a, that's a great movie.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-
0: Pantyogaijin. Okay.
1: <laughs> hey, look. He needs to access his power. Okay, Joel. There's only one way.
0: Should I explain why you do it. <laughs>
1: well, you know.
0: I'm just a copycat. Sarah, because you don't seem to be aware, it's a a, a man who only gets his superpowers when he's wearing a pair of women's underwear on his head. (laughs) Okay. So you got a lesson about women's, I mean, uh, Um, (laughs) Edge of Tomorrow? (laughs) uh,
2: Oh, Lord, Joel. Yeah. (laughs) The lesson from Edge of Tomorrow is live in the moment and seize the day and um, don't get a blood transfusion,
0: yeah, I'm glad we all agree on something,
1: yeah, I think you you definitely uh pulled the trigger on the lesson a bit early in this episode with the anti medicine stance uh that this movie definitely down with western medicine uh all my my lesson is is uh please aliens contact us as soon as you can so that we can steal your technology and your your alien blood uh. Oh, you want to be reborn whenever you have a bad decision? No, no I can only assume that my imag- where my imagination goes after this movie is once they defeat the aliens that, you know, probably learn all kinds of cool medicine things from them too. That's so. true,
0: yeah. Rip apart their bodies and their technology. Yep. I mean, they must have learned something from this. I mean, do they, like, evaporate after they die on the battlefield?
2: I think they disintegrate.
1: Oh, they do. You're right. So we can't really learn much from them, can we'll we? never learn.
2: Well, somehow, what's his face learned a little bit.
1: That's right. The, the scientist dude did have that weird spiky. I
2: totally forgot about that part the, where the his weird... eyes turn black. Yep. When he does that thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You talking about when they, he steps on the alien thing in the beginning of the X Files movie?
1: Oh, that's a good. We need to. We need to watch that one, guys. Oh yeah. I want to. I want to talk about running through cornfields. <laughs> Fight the future. I, I want to believe. Right, guys. Oh, no, that's the other one no but i always want to believe oh no we're not watching
2: that <laughs> you gotta believe
0: <laughs> what you gonna do Mulder? get resurrected by a shaman can't let me forget that my lesson is that uh the old saying is that you should always wear clean underwear because you never know when you're gonna get you know hurt or die and and uh you know the EMT or the, the mortician is going to be like, this person had dirty underwear on. You should also not just wear a jock strap onto the battlefield. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because, like,
0: there's two reasons why. One, if you're going to die, that's, that's really weird. Two, if you get scared enough, you're just going to poop or something like that. And guess what? Everybody's going to know you were the guy who's scared and pooped because that guy's got nowhere else to go. Yeah,
1: you're right.
2: If they find his remains in a bunch of years, would they just they would be like? It looks like he had some kind of jockstrap and teddy bear.
1: (laughs) Must be some sort of ritual. (laughs) My, he must have been such a great warrior.
0: He had a a sling for his dingus and uh, some sort of bear totem.
1: D- maybe this is maybe this is what he got his power from
0: oh yes yes we must replicate this technology <laughs> it's a style at the time on the runway with the Strap and teddy bear not not the mech suit of course but just yeah eh,
1: leave that part out it's yeah. probably already happened yeah we'll see you next week folks thanks for listening bye
2: did you, adios did you do your lesson
1: oh my lesson yeah i did i guess my lesson yeah. was about alien alien medicine
2: oh Remember? right 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 aliens I think, come visit us. yes
1: Yes. Oh, um, yeah. My lesson is: aliens, please come visit Sorry, us so that we can steal all your tech.
2: Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> eartrumpetaudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear. <laughs>